You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. For those who are perhaps unfamiliar with the New Testament, or at least have not done an in-depth study, prophecy is a topic of great interest, perhaps because for so many they see it as a revelation of God's hidden will that they can get a glimpse into and to adjust their future basis of living. But prophecy has far more importance than just giving us a heads up about what potentially may happen in the future. Most Christians probably don't consider John the Baptist among the most important prophets of the Bible. After all, most don't really associate John the Baptist with prophecy because he doesn't have a book. Isaiah, the prince of prophets, so great as a writer, many people think there were three of them. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Elijah, Elisha, Hosea. I mean, these guys, they have tremendous, miraculous, and prophetic spoken oracles that can be read and analyzed and studied in the Word of God. And then we come to John the Baptist. Now, interestingly, what the Lord says about John, say, for example, in Matthew chapter 11, beginning at verse 7, John the Baptist has been taken captive and put in prison by Herod, He is uh, perhaps uh, struggling, trying to figure out his destiny in light of what has happened to him. The Bible says that after John was uh, taken, uh, Jesus began his public ministry. Now, in in Matthew chapter 11, beginning at verse 7, after envoys from John the Baptist, some of his disciples, came to Jesus to query him about who he was, or in terms of his ministry, it seems that John was struggling, given what had happened to him, um, being put in prison. Verse 7 says, as they went away, those individuals whom John had sent to Jesus to query him, as they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, 
Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Jesus continues, Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah, who is to come. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Now, in this pericope, Jesus is rather stunning in his assertions about the importance of John the Baptist. Jesus says he is a prophet. In fact, Jesus says he is more than a prophet. Now, depending on one's view, certainly coming out of the Old Testament era, it's been about 400 years, people haven't heard from a authentic prophet from the Lord. John the Baptist comes on the scene. He looks like a prophet. He talks like a prophet. And interestingly, the people convey that they believe he is. In Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse 1 through 5, says, At that time Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus. And he said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. Now, of course, he had killed John, beheaded him at the foolish request. He had put him to death, and so now a guilty conscience perhaps is echoing his sentiment. This is John the Baptist, he says. He has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had seized John, bound him, put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother's wife's Philip, his brother Philip's wife, because John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people because they held him to be a prophet. Well, Jesus said he was a prophet. The people believed John was a prophet. And in fact, Luke chapter 16, verse 16 echoes, the law and the prophets were until John, meaning that John is to be included in the number. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached and everyone forces his way into it. Here Jesus seems to draw a line. Now there is some debate among some scholars as to whether John is a part of the Old Testament era of prophets 
or whether he is in the New Testament era with Jesus. I believe that John was, in fact, in the tradition of the Old Testament prophets. He had a message. He received a direct revelation from God that he was charged to report to the people. Was John the Baptist a prophet in the sense of, say, an Isaiah or a Daniel or a Hosea, Ezekiel, Jeremiah? The answer is yes. So if we are to take that as our basis, and we should because that's the clear report of the Word of God, then the next thing we should be quite interested in is his prophecies. Where are they, and what do they concern? You're not going to find a 66-chapter book like, say, Isaiah, magnificent, marvelous as it is, It is certainly among the pinnacles of prophecy. You're not going to find it when it comes to John the Baptist. In fact, you will only read about him and his sermon he preached on a particular day that involved, I believe, the baptism of Jesus Christ. Luke and Matthew report a rather lengthy, though not in comparison to the totality of their books, but they do report somewhat a little lengthy overview of what John the Baptist came to say. He called for a message of repentance. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, is the summary of his message given by Matthew. Luke's account is a little more in-depth as he gives us an insight into one of John the Baptist's sermons. So the critical question is, if he didn't write a book, and if we don't have uh, a an oracle that is uh, in the tradition of the Old Testament prophets. What is it that makes John the Baptist the greatest prophet of all? What did he say? And what did he do? John the Baptist is a prophet in the sense that he was commissioned by God to fulfill a mission. But it was not simply an ordinary mission, ladies and gentlemen. It was that he was called to be the herald of the coming Messiah King, the Davidite, Jesus Christ. And in so doing, his mission involved the proclamation of the most historic beginnings that the Scripture portray outside, of course, of Genesis chapter 
one. For in a way, the ministry of John the Baptist inaugurates a new Genesis chapter one. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, is a call to God's people to put themselves in line to receive God's blessing and not his wrath. John the Baptist is a prophet, and he is the greatest among the prophets because of his unique temporal position relative to Jesus Christ. He was born basically about three months or six, depending on how you count, before Jesus. His conception was miraculous. His lifestyle was indeed prophetic in its deportment as he lived in the wilderness and ate locusts and wild honey. He is the great prophet, the greatest of the prophets, because of the unique proximity God gave him to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Unlike the other prophets who did indeed call Israel to holiness in lieu of and in light of their remaining in the land. For as you read the great prophets of the Old Testament, the thing that they were charging the people with was the um, hope that they wouldn't lose their positions, that they would not sacrifice their right to live in the land with the blessing, blessed protection of God because of their sin. But John the Baptist is not calling them to a righteous living so that they can remain in their land. He is calling them to a righteous living in light of the Messiah who would inaugurate a new era on the earth. He would introduce the kingdom of God. He, John, knew and had great insight into just how pivotal his role was in terms of God inaugurating a new age on this earth the age of the God-man, the age of the fulfillment of the long-heralded prophecy concerning the physical manifestation of God on earth exercising sovereign dominion. Ladies and gentlemen, John the Baptist is the greatest prophet because he alone had the unique privilege to stand on earth and witness the presence of the God-man. God longed promise, all the way back to Enoch, longed promise that he was going to physically manifest on this earth in sovereign rule, in sovereign dominion, that he, God, would physically manifest his presence on this earth. And that physical manifestation would bode well for the righteous, but not so for the unrighteous. 
And so John is standing there holding the cords of human history. He holds the cord that runs all the way back to eternity past, and he holds the cord that runs forward all the way into eternity future. He's holding the ropes of time, ladies and gentlemen, and he is the divider. He divides history between that which was and that which is to be, and God gave him the unique privilege to proclaim it as God himself stood physically on this earth in the God-man, Jesus Christ. It is the greatest and the most precious opportunity afforded any man on the face of the earth, and it, of course, was given to John the Baptist. You need to understand that Jesus Christ is the God-man, that he is 100% God, that he is 100% man, that God and man, in the absolute fullest sense of what it means to be both, is inseparably united yet without mixture in the person of Jesus Christ. And it is John the, John the Baptist, the great prophet, the greatest of all prophets, privileged to be the man who stands in that destiny. Now, you need to see and appreciate the message that John brought because it is, in fact, the greatest herald, the greatest oracle that God ever spoke. He spoke it, and men delivered it, but it was John the Baptist who was given the unique privilege, the unique opportunity, and the unique insight into just how magnificent it really was. And on our next occasion to be together, we're going to talk about the reality of what this potentially meant. John the Baptist, the greatest prophet of all. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 